0: You are listening to episode 38 of the Hench and Dad podcast. And in this episode, I talk about episode one and two of Ultraman Ginga. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hinch and Dad podcast. I am Wes, I am the Hinch and Dad, and today I'm going to be doing a new series of reviews on the Ultraman show known as Ultraman Ginga. Now I'm not really sure why I chose Ultraman Ginga to cover, other than the fact that it seemed pretty short. I think it's only like 11 or 12 episodes, so I felt like I could cover that in a pretty decent amount of time and be able to complete the whole thing within a reasonable um, you know, few months or so. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on. And if I get done sooner, that's okay with me because it's a pretty decent show as far as I can tell. So the first episode that I'm going to be covering, well, is the first episode of the series. It's Town of Falling Stars. And the second episode is called A Midsummer Night's Dream. And instead of like going down just, you know, looking at different plot reasons and plot plot things and whatnot, I'm just going to talk about things that stood out to me, things that I liked, maybe some things that I dislike, some things that might be a little confusing to me being a relatively new Ultraman fan and that's pretty much how I'm going to be covering this so you have this main character his name is Hikaru and he's kind of this world traveler type guy It reminds me a little bit about Kuga and I know that it might be a little bit like sacrilegious to invoke Kuga's name you know in any other property because nobody else can be the cool Odagiri Joe commoner writer Kuga but that's kind of what he seems to me like or he either is a world traveler or he wants to be a world traveler I'm not sure these subs really communicated that clearly to me but I was also doing work while I was you know watching the episodes i can't really like do anything like single monotask i gotta do everything multitask so that's kind of how it is but you have him and he seems like a pretty decent dude you know uh and he has his friend that he saved from this uh freak carriage accident i'm not really sure how that worked in the world (laughs) like that that's just kind of bizarre but you know, whatever, you know, put put her in distress or whatnot, you know, let's use that trope over and over again. But, you know, they're childhood friends and they meet with some other childhood friends and they talk about the Ginga Shrine and uh it turns out that the Ginga Shrine burned down during this big meteor explosion and everything, and that's what's linked later to the Ultraman and Ultraman and all of the monsters coming to Earth as these spark dolls and whatnot so that's interesting and the shrine's you know set up in their school and whatnot so they have like an excuse for them to go and visit the shrine and have this nice school setting that's all well and good um i i think generally speaking i felt pretty positive about these two episodes and they seem like a fairly standard type of introduction to like a superhero type show like this so you know you're, you're learning about the main characters and what makes them tick uh you have these you know monster of the week type things which is you know basically part and parcel for for Ultraman for sure these days and you know and previously and that's totally good. I I love Monster of the Week shows. Um it seemed interesting like the way that the Whoever the big bad guy is, I can't really tell who it is at this point, obviously, but whoever the main big bad guy is, he's using the spark dolls of the different monsters, and he's got a really cool collection all over his shelves. I gotta admit, I was a little bit envious of that monster collection. Uh, And this character who's kind of Ultraman-ish or not, and he's going around and influencing people and bringing out their darkness in their hearts, you know, very Kingdom Hearts-y. And that's all well and good. That's fine. Um, I don't know, It, it just seems like if it seems standard there's nothing wrong with it but it just seems pretty standard and i know that there are budgetary issues surrounding the show i haven't really looked into it or its sequel too much in that regard the behind the scenes information but you can definitely tell there's some budgety things but i do love how they just use the toys as you know characters not only characters but as you know the gadgets that they use um i i like how uh i believe it's taro Ultraman Taro who's basically the mentor figure here and i think he's going to be i think he's showing up in taiga as the dad character which is cool um i i like it I, I like these like talking doll things that you know just go all out just use the toys for what you sorry for the noise in the back i'm not sure what that is but i i like how they're using these just just these figures like these are the figures this is the toy and we're just using it you know the capsules and the, the um or, or the rube uh crystals and everything obviously have the toyetic elements but this is just like these are the toys they are <laughs> toys you know not do that but um yeah i mean you had the illegal dumpers in the first episode get possessed by this character and turned into a monster you had the crazy motorcycle guy in the second episode turn into a monster i didn't really like that sequence i think a lot of what's colouring is this girl is just getting like scared to death and just harassed completely by this guy on the motorcycle and you know when she was a child i guess and by all these monsters and everything it's just like leave this girl alone <laughs> she is just like basically like rotaro level of bad luck here but i digress anyway I, I think both the episodes are pretty good i like how he initially turned into a monster and then eventually turned into ginga i thought that was an interesting way of doing it but taro doesn't know who this ginga is and You know, that's kind of, you know, adding a little weird, you know, mystery element here. Um, But it definitely feels like some of the older Ultraman series that I've seen. You know, uh, what I've seen of Orb and uh, finishing Jeet and Rube. You know, it, it just seems like this is Ultraman. This is what it is. And I like how they just stick with that. You know, even though that there are, like budget problems and everything they're just sticking with what they know so that's episode one and two i enjoyed it and i'll be you know finishing off the series obviously because it's pretty good and i want to see where it goes from here and i want to see what they can do with like the shorter time span of storytelling so thank you for listening uh that's basically my review of ultraman ginga episode one and two i enjoyed them i'm looking forward to seeing what happens here and yeah just uh have a have a good week complete Thank you for listening to this episode of the Henchin Dad Podcast. If you have any questions or comments for me, you can reach me at Twitter at Henchin Dad, that's H E N S H I N D A D, or you can send me an email at Henchin Dad at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please, please, please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is that you want to do to show your support for this program. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until next time. Cast off.